Hello, ghouls. Welcome to Brave the Basement. I'm your host, Ghoul the Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack Two. If you enjoy getting a little scared, ghost stories, haunted houses, a believer in the supernatural, or maybe even a skeptic wanted to look at things from a different perspective, then this is the show for you. Hey, Blackjack, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. So recently, Blackjack, I got to sit down with Amazon bestselling author Vincent Field. And Vincent Field wrote this book called Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming. Do you know anything about astral projection and lucid dreaming? Uh, Not really, but I'm sure I'm about to learn and find out. So it's something I've always had an interest in, but it's something I've never pursued. So when I got this opportunity, I, I jumped all over it because, I mean, how often, Blackjack, do we get to have a best-selling author right here on Brave the Basement? Uh, not many times, honestly. So, uh, instead of listening to me and Blackjack just ramble on, we're going to go ahead and jump straight into the interview. So here is the interview with Vincent Field. Hello, ghouls. Today we got with us a very special guest, author Vincent Field. Vincent Field is a spiritual practices mentor with decades of experience in meditation, astral projection, and lucid dreaming. His book, Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming, Spiritual Revelations and Out-of-Body Experiences in Higher Dimensions, quickly reached number one on Amazon's best-selling new releases list in three different categories. Spiritual self-help books, out-of-body experience books, and occult astral projection books. Hey, Vince, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, first off, I just want to say congratulations, best-selling author on Amazon. you got to be really excited. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. You know, it was unexpected. I mean, I wrote the book just because, you know, it's my passion and I wanted to help people. Um, and, you know, the fact that it did so well, it's just an, an added bonus, but that wasn't the purpose. So how long did it take you to write your book? Hmm. It probably took um, about a year for the entire process in terms of, you know, writing and then proofreading and editing you know, um, I designed the cover artwork, and um, you know, we uh, we made a Kindle version and an audiobook version too. So, the actual content of the book, the majority of it was already written, uh, because most of the book um, is my experiences, and over the years, uh, I kept detailed journals of my experiences. So, I essentially chose uh, some of the more profound experiences, the, the more interesting experiences, or inter or the experiences that I felt um, had a, a pertinent a lesson, um, depending on the particular uh, context that I was discussing in the book at, at you know, at that uh, place in the book. So, uh, you know, aside from the experiences that I had already written in my journals, um, I also uh, explain the techniques uh, that I use to to induce these altered states of consciousness, and I also explained um, some some theory to give context to the experiences. Looking back on them after over two decades of having done this, you know, for example, uh, in the beginning, um, I had no idea what to expect, and at times I didn't really know what was happening in the moment. But then looking back on those experiences after so much, um, you know, uh, practice and, and experience and, and gaining this understanding, 
um, you know, I shed a little light into what's actually taking place during the experience, you know, things that I, I wasn't aware of at that time. So the title of the book is uh, Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming. So what exactly is astral projection? Astral projection is essentially a type of out-of-body experience in which your consciousness enters higher dimensions of reality. And how it works is that reality exists in an entire spectrum of different dimensions. You can consider it like layer upon layer upon layer of these different frequencies. And each particular frequency corresponds with a particular level of reality. <clears throat> and it's similar to, to how light works. You know, there's a spectrum of light, and we perceive a limited range of this spectrum. But uh, there are other frequencies of light which exist beyond our, our perception, like infrared microwave, radio waves. And, uh, and so in the same way, all of these higher levels of reality exist, exist uh, beyond our, our current perception while we're grounded in the physical body. But astral projection allows you to enter these other dimensions of reality and experience them firsthand. So um, is, is there a difference between astral projection and uh, near-death experiences? The main difference is that the body is dead during the near-death experience, whereas astral projection, your body is alive and healthy. But in both experiences, your consciousness is entering higher levels of reality. So um, they're, they're very similar, pretty much the same, aside from uh, the condition of the body. So how much control do you have when you, when you have these out-of-body experiences? Are you just along for the ride, or do you have some sort of destination you have in mind when, when you do this? Um, yeah, well, you know, typically you're, you're fully conscious and aware of the experience. Um, a lot of times you're even more lucid than you are during this physical world, during this physical, you know, normal waking consciousness. And, um, you know, what you do is pretty much up to you. You know, you can go out there and just explore without a particular goal in mind. Or, um, you know, you can, you can use your intention to, to go after particular types of experiences. And, uh, and another factor that plays a role is your, your degree of, of lucidity, uh, the strength of your, your awareness and the overall development of your consciousness. So, you know, during um, some projections, particularly uh, in the beginning of my practice, my level of awareness would be low. Um, and so my vision wouldn't be very clear. Uh, my perceptions in general would be a, a bit blurry, a little out of focus. And it would be more difficult to control uh, my movements and um, and a lot of times I'd find myself almost being sucked back into my body, like against my will, like something was just pulling me back in. Um, but, you know, over the years, uh, I learned um, different techniques to, to strengthen my awareness, to, to ground me more in these higher levels of, of reality. 
and you know to prolong the experiences to gain more control and um, and so with development you begin to uh, to access higher dimensions of reality and um, you know your your intent becomes manifested um, more easily and you're you have much more freedom in terms of your experience in a in a general sense. So, if someone was to perfect uh, these techniques and started practicing it themselves, can you meet um, other people doing the same thing while you're having these experiences? So, essentially, could you you and I meet at, at a place in time um, and experience something together? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, astral projection takes place in uh, what's commonly called the astral dimensions. And, and these are a type of uh, consensus uh, level of reality where uh, they exist independent of your mind or my mind. Um, and this is one of the differences between lucid dreams. Lucid dreams are typically uh, realities which are manifested by the subconscious mind, right? So the, the environment and the experience, individuals you may meet during a lucid dream are typically projections of, of the subconscious, whereas uh, that's not so much the case with astral projection. So if you were to say, let's meet in a lucid dream, you know, I, t I tell you, well, um, lucid dream is a totally subjective experience whereas uh, astral projection is more of an objective experience, so it is possible. So in, in the out-of-body experience, you know, you, you say, I can practice and there's techniques and, you know, we, we could meet, but we can't necessarily control everything that happens to us uh, during that out-of-body experience. So there is outside interferences that could take place, correct? Well, um you know, it's similar to the physical world. It's not just you. There are other beings, other entities, other other people, and and so if if they decide to um, to have some kind of interaction with you, um, then you're going to experience that. You know, now it's not necessarily like um, you know you're going to be pulled somewhere against your will and something horrible is going to happen. But, yeah, it's, an, it's a level of reality in which there are interactions between, you know, various conscious entities. And so uh, it's not so much like a lucid dream where you can totally control the environment, um, you know, manifest whatever experience you want, and everything is very easily, like, malleable. Um, you know, during astral projections, you're... Your subconscious mind uh, does play a role. It can um, have an influence over, um, you know, certain aspects of, of your perceptions, right? But, um, you know, that's true in the physical world, too. So, you know, nothing really new there. But you're not going to completely, um, you know, alter the reality just with your mind during an astral projection. Not just can't... like you can't do that during the physical world. But can you be killed during one of these out? Can something happen to you while you're experiencing one of these out of body experiences that could kill you essentially? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like a meteor can fall in your house and and crush you while you're in bed. 
But that that would um, be your your phys- <laughs> your physical body, though, right? Yes, exactly, and and, and that's my point. Um, only if something were to happen to your physical body uh, could you die during these experiences. So if something something terrible, if it, if it was to go wrong, uh, essentially you could just come back to your body and and get out of whatever situation you're in. Yeah, exactly. And there seems to be some kind of like inbuilt protection mechanism where any experience of like a heightened state of fear or like a threat will usually cause you to instantly reintegrate with the physical body. Now I'm going to go ahead and ask, uh, exactly. So this is exactly what I would be doing. If, if, uh, I was to perfect these techniques, I'm definitely going to sit on the 50 yard line at the very next Super Bowl. Have you ever done anything like that? Well, the thing about astral projection is that it takes place in the astral dimensions, okay? Not the physical dimension. So the idea of having an out-of-body experience and going spy on your neighbors or going to visit some landmark in some other part of the world is kind of missing the point and the nature of these experiences. Now, uh, that's not totally the case because these astral dimensions, like I said, they exist in, in a spectrum, right? You can say from low to high. So the lower dimensions you can consider to be just slightly higher in frequency than the physical dimension. And of course, the higher dimensions, you get further and further from the physical dimension. Um, and so during, uh, in these lower dimensions, um, they do look very similar to this physical world. Basically, the closer to the physical dimension you are in non-physical reality, the more similar it appears to the physical world. So you, you can, uh, and typically you will, especially in the beginning, um, project into environments that appear just like the physical dimension. And so, yeah, you can, you can probably, you know, go to this place or that place that exists in the physical world, but you're not actually in the physical dimension. You're in uh, a non-physical reality with uh, most of the same, you know, apparent characteristics of the physical world. So with, so with lucid dreaming, uh, and this has happened to me, and see if you can kind of ex- explain to me what happened. I've had dreams three or four times where I became aware in my dream that I was dreaming, and I even acknowledged it. And I said, hey, I'm dreaming. And I t- tried to take conscious control of the dream, but I was, wasn't able to control it. Things just seemed to happen anyway, regardless of any will that I had towards the dream. So was I on the cusp of lucid dreaming, or, or am I way off? Yeah, it sounds like uh, it was a lucid dream in the sense that you were aware that you were dreaming. Um, but your level of lucidity wasn't strong enough to allow you to actually um, influence the experience. So, do you believe so, that? I mean, do you believe that anybody can learn how to do astral projection, lucid dreaming, or does it take uh, some kind of special skill that's only uh, some people have? Uh, well, actually, everyone um, projects from the body 
on a nightly basis. It's actually a natural process that takes place every time we go to sleep. And the, the tricky part is being consciously aware of this. And that's what takes some work. And so, yeah, everyone does it. It's just that most people aren't aware of it. And so it's simply a matter of um, learning how to remain consciously aware during this natural process that takes place every time we go to sleep. So how did you get interested in, in this? I mean, this is extremely interesting stuff. Um, where does someone start? I came across the idea of out-of-body experiences on the internet back when I was 14 years old. And I thought it was just super interesting, and I, I really wanted to do it. I was really fascinated in, in a lot of unusual things, like, I don't know, esoteric, occult, um, you know, magic-type stuff. And so um, I gave it a shot. I found a technique, and I tried for every night, and within a week... I was able to leave my body, and yeah, I've been doing it ever since then. So what was your most exciting experience that you've ever had? Man, it's tough to answer questions like that because uh, over 22 years, there have been so many experiences. And so, like, um, basically, there's a, a particular um, characteristic of certain experiences that elevate them to this this category that that you're referring to, um, and, and these are higher dimension projections um, because the higher dimensions are so like unfathomably, incredibly mind blowing beyond words, beyond physical concepts. Um, and, you know, during these, these higher-level projections, uh, I experience these, these states of, of bliss, pure bliss, like, so strong that it feels like my identity is just dissolving away. And there's, a, there's like, a, a union with, with God and with all of creation, with all of consciousness. It's like you enter the state of, like, universal consciousness. And you remember your true spiritual nature, who you were before this life, and who you are as a as a, a true spiritual entity. And this experience that I'm referring to, um, you know, it is common in the higher dimensions. The higher you go, the stronger the, these characteristics that I just described get, and uh, and the more incredible the experiences are. Have you ever had any really bad experiences while while doing this? Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, um, it's just like this physical world, you know. You got the good side and the bad side. And so, you know, just like there are really um, enlightened, uh, loving entities out there, there's also some really nasty ones, especially in, in the lower realms. And so, yeah, I, I've encountered uh, a lot of different uh, 
types of, of negative entities over the years. And, you know, some of them um, stalked me, essentially. Like, every time I left my body, they, they would be there waiting for me. And, and, uh, and when you say that they stalked you every time, so it didn't matter if you were on a higher or lower dimension, they, they, were, they were able to follow you. Um, well, mm, not necessarily like that. Uh, they would typically be waiting for me um, at the kind of the dimensional entry point into non-physical reality. And so at the very start of the process of, of projecting my consciousness into non-physical reality, they would be there. And just their presence would kind of lock me into them, rock, lock me into that level of reality. And so, you know, I wouldn't continue the projection into into higher dimensions. I would be focused there because, you know, these entities, you know, attracted my, my attention and my focus. And, um, you know, what, what happens um, sometimes you don't actually project from the body. Um, and, and this happens to me a lot just during normal meditation, even if I'm not trying to have an astral projection. Um my consciousness shifts from the physical dimension, but it doesn't project from the body. So I'm still occupying the same space as my body, but I'm perceiving into a, a higher dimension of reality. And so in a lot of these experiences, um, these entities would be there. Um, and, you know, I would project from my body and, um, you know, before, like I said, before we're getting into higher levels, uh, they would be there waiting for me. So you said that they're waiting for you. Are, is there any way that they can cross over um, to where we are physically here? So do we do we go through our daily lives and interact with some of these entities and not even know? Is that possible? Well, what's interesting about that question and about the particular entities uh, that I'm referring to is that these were aliens. I mean, they looked like aliens, like the typical gray alien, you know, like the big black eyes and the big, like, triangular-shaped head. And, um, you know, a lot of people say they have experiences with, with these entities, you know, here in the physical world. And uh, I never expected to encounter them, you know, during my out-of-body experiences. But they're there. They're out there. And they, they operate in these higher dimensions of reality. And, um, you know, it's possible that, you know, they're like us. We have these physical bodies and we're here in this physical world. But we can also project our consciousness into these other dimensions. Uh, so that may be the same case with them. And uh, so um, that that's probably uh, an answer to that question right there, you know, um, shadow people i've also had many encounters with with shadow beings and i i've heard reports of of people seeing them here in the physical world right i mean my experiences of them are always in the astral dimension but yeah there seems to be um like shadow beings even ghosts right I, i've seen ghosts out, uh, out of my body and you know some people say they see them in in this world so like a ghost and a shadow being I feel like this might be a type of, of bleed through or some kind of like 
like uh, crossover where maybe um, not maybe not the dimensions are overlapping, but maybe our perception is kind of tapping into a slightly higher dimension for one reason or another. Um, but you know, the case with the aliens, I, I think that these may in fact be physical beings like us who also project into other realities. Now I've had a theory uh, for a long time um, about ghosts themselves. And so I believe in ghosts and I, I've had a lot of experience. I've done a lot of ghost hunting and, but I, I noticed something in studying ghosts that if you get a, especially a famous haunting, so a place that a lot of people have experienced, they seem like they're constantly telling the same story. It's so, it, it's almost like it's just cookie cutter story on what happened. So at times I'm wondering, is it necessarily a ghost or is it somehow something bad has happened and a negative energy imprinted onto and i don't know what the right word here would be would it be another dimension or something and the person that's experiencing uh this particular experience are tapping into that negative energy and it's almost like it's on replay like it's just repeating itself okay yeah it's it's interesting um typically with uh you know ghost stories and i mean with the nature of of ghosts uh, in general uh, it's like they have some kind of some kind of attachment to this physical world for one reason or another and and so they're unable to to move on like in the afterlife into into the higher realms and they they stay as close to this dimension as possible because because of these attachments or you know whatever happened and so um yeah yeah it's a pretty interesting uh, perspective so vincent uh are you working on any other current book- books right now yeah, yeah, I'm writing uh, my second book currently, actually. You know, my, my first book um, encompassed my experiences up until, uh, I believe, um, 2019. And so um, I, I've had uh, a breakthrough of sorts since then. It, it, I mean, if you can believe it or not, I mean, given the nature of of my experience up until that point of, you know, 20 years, but, you know, especially, uh, when the pandemic hit, got a lot of free time on my hands and I, I was able to invest it more, more deeply into my practice. And, you know, it seemed like over the years, um, my development has, has grown steadily, but over these past couple of years, it seems to be, more exponential in a sense where things have really taken off. And, uh, so yeah, I'm pretty much doing the same thing I did, uh, you know, for, for my first book, um, compiling, um, some of the, the more profound experiences and, uh, you know, shedding a little light into the nature of, uh, my, my more recent, uh, discoveries. Well, Vincent, we would like thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I mean, this is absolutely fascinating stuff. I mean, th- th- this this is the sort of thing when I originally started the show that I hoped that I was able to get into, but it's definitely an area that I'm obviously no no expert in. So having you 
was a great insight. I know I'll be listening to this interview five, six to eight times just trying to catch things that I missed while talking to you live. That's for sure. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. You know, I'm currently working also on a, a video series where I'm um, giving detailed instructions into uh, some of the the most effective techniques uh, that I've used personally over the years for astral projection and lucid dreaming. And, uh, you know, if, if you or any of your listeners are, are interested in, in trying this themselves, you know, aside from my book, um, you know, check out these new videos that I'm making. Um, you can find me on, on Facebook and Instagram. My username is Vincent Field Author. Just one word. All right, cool. So make sure to check that out. I know I'm definitely interested. And uh, uh, one more thing, uh, your book is also available on audiobook. Um, what was the name of the company that did that? Uh, well, uh, the audiobook was produced uh, directly through Audible. So, so if you're like, I'm an extremely slow reader, it would take me, <laughs> it would take me a long time. But I have a long commute to work, so that that would definitely be great for me. But Vincent, thanks again so much for coming on, and uh, have a good one. Thanks a lot. And that was our interview with Vincent Field Blackjack. What would you think of that? Wow, dude, that was really cool. I mean, uh, just listening to it, there, there's so like it's hard to follow because it's like, wow, like astro projection, like lucid dreaming, uh, like the difference, how being out of state and out of mind. It, it was kind of hard for me, but but yeah, it was really cool. So the thing that stuck out to me, um, and I brought this up before, but just slightly, and I never really got real deep into it. But he brings up how he had interactions with aliens and shadow people. And so what I thought immediately, and this was during that interview, is see, I always believed that there's aliens, obviously. I mean, there's how many stars and solar systems and all. I mean, it's just mathematically impossible for there not to be aliens. But I've always been a skeptic in the fact that I never really believed that aliens visited here. Uh, and I have my reasons for that. I mean, it's just simple physics to me, and and I could be wrong about this, but it seems like if you're 800 light years away, it's going to take 800 light years, light years to get here. So how did they get here, right? But I never looked at this from the aspect of what if aliens were astral projecting into our dimension? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. it's just, I don't know. It's just like it's hard to think about. Like, does that mean like in like in the universe, there's different dimensions that you know what I mean? I don't know how to describe it. it well, it's so the the best way I can describe dimensions um, to you is something that Neil deGrasse Tyson once said. He said that we're three dimensional creatures. Yes. Okay. Which means we see things uh, in in all three dimensions, length, width, and height. And so just for a moment, pretend that you're a two-dimensional creature and you're sitting at a table and you had paper and you was to take this paper and spread it over the entire desk. Well, that is your length and width. To you, there is no other dimension. The table's full. 
Now, since we're three-dimensional creatures, you're going to say, okay, my table's full. Now I'm going to stack the papers up higher, or I'm going to put a divider in. And now you've went into the third dimension, which is which you and I can see because we're three-dimensional creatures. Now a fourth-dimensional creature, once he stacks as high as he can stack without things falling over, he's going to open up the fourth dimension, which... I don't even know what that would be, right? So just for this example, we'll say it's a drawer. He opens up a drawer, he sticks the paper, what's left in that drawer. That's a fourth dimension to him. You and I being three-dimensional creatures would open up the drawer and not even see the paper. It doesn't exist to us. Mm-hmm. So with this astral projection, you're able to go into these other dimensions that you can't see while you're in your physical body. It's extremely cool and exciting stuff. But... I think that would explain uh, aliens coming here. And that was the first thing that popped out in my mind is, because if you notice in that interview, I asked him, I was like, if we can go there, can they come here? And the answer was yes. So uh, hopefully he's listening. I I do actually have a question that I have on the interview is that, so recent seasons we covered uh, with ghost stuff, uh, like games uh, with the elevator game and what was the one where it's like a taxi and you go to a different dimension? Yeah, I can't remember the name of the game right off the top head, but you would you would call this phone number and you'd jump into this taxi and this taxi would take you to these other dimensions. So would that be like the same thing or would that be totally different? I'm not exactly sure, Blackjack. Um, you know, in... in like the taxi game, and I, I'd have to look up exactly what that was. It escapes me at the moment. You you meet another being that takes you. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how that ties in to astral projection uh, itself because it's like another entity's grabbing you where astral projection, from my understanding, is when you consciously take yourself take yourself out of your body into these other dimensions. So, Blackjack, uh, before we wrap up today, I want to let all the ghouls out there know, hey, there's a little secret on our website. If you go to bravedebasement.weebly.com, go to the ghost hunt page, and there you will scroll down, and you'll find Dead Man's Hollow, and it's the trailer. So, until October hits, the only place you can see this trailer is on the website. Once we get into October, we're going to go ahead and release that trailer 100% publicly because Blackjack and I went on a little ghost hunt and you'll get to hear that episode on Halloween. And that brings me up to this, Blackjack. If you would like to submit a story that you would like to share, we have several different ways you could do that. You can email your story to bravethebasement at gmail.com. You could submit your story right on the website. Just go to the Contact Us page. I set it up where you do not have to provide your name or an email. You just submit your story. You can also submit your story on Reddit using Brave Debasement as your subreddit. You may also post your story in the YouTube comment section. So if you would like to provide us with an audio file of you telling your ghost story, you'll have to email it or send us a link to you telling a story on YouTube or you can post it to Reddit, but I can't take it through the website. I don't have a way to receive it. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember when you're up late at night and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right. 
It's okay if you need to turn on a light to protect yourself from things that go up in the night. I'm your host, Google the Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack 2. And I hope you join us again. Until next time. <laughs>